Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. We've actually got some callers on the line. We're going uh, Tazzy Toad, the Tazzy Toad. How you going, Tazzy Toad? Yeah, good day, boys. Best time of year, isn't it? Oh, Best yes, time mate. Of year. What's happening, Tazzy? <laughs> mate, um, just a quick question, Smithy and uh, Campy. As a Queenslander, when you play for Australia, do you um like I've been to a you know a test match in Sydney in 2014, and I watched documentaries about King Wally. Like Sydney, Sydney siders give it to Queenslanders even when they're playing for Australia. And my first question is, do you notice it um, when you're out there, you know, playing against the Kiwis and that? And the second question is, um, maybe I'm a bit biased, but I don't think I don't think Queenslanders do that. Like, I really look forward to seeing Cleary, Mitchell, even Benny Elias back in the day. I used to hate Benny Elias for oh. passion, but when he, wore, <laughs> when he wore the green and gold, I loved him. Yeah, that's a good point you made. And I think... Probably no no Queenslander um, has felt that any more than the King Wally Lewis when he famously mm. I think he was famously booed by the Sydney crowd when he led the the Kangaroos out to play a Test match against New Zealand I think it was in <laughs> Sydney so that's just yeah incredible but yeah you know, I was lucky enough to to play um, some Test matches in Sydney and I got to admit I, I I don't recall ever you know being booed by you know the locals down there the New South Welshmen it was always yep. Really good, yeah. You know, they supported the Kangaroos, whether you're you're you know from Queensland or New South Wales, or wherever you're from, representing yep. the Kangaroos. It was always a a fairly um, good reception. Um, but yeah, I, I could only imagine what it was like, you know, being the captain of Australia, as Wally Lewis oh. was at the time, and leading leading the the national team out, but then being booed by New South Wales in in a lot of ways, and and probably in in all. Um, aspects of why they booed him was just it was a backhanded compliment. They disliked mm. him so much because he he actually tormented them that much through State of Origin because he was so good for Queensland. Yeah, they they disliked him that much even when they were representing their country. But yeah, no, I I, I you know I I don't I, I think most um, most well all players they sort of they didn't they didn't cop that type of treatment that Wally did. Maybe maybe Gell. Maybe Gal's an exception when he came up and played when he played in Queensland. He he might have got a few jeers from the crowd. <laughs> but I tell you what, he didn't help himself. <laughs> Calling Queensland his two heads and all that type of stuff. He probably got what he deserved, Gal. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It's funny after the World Cup. Just to reiterate mm. your point, I've got a couple of mates that obviously New South Welshmen, and they go, "Well, after watching the World Cup, they're like." Far out. It was so good to not hate Munster making big plays <laughs> because he was doing it for Australia. And so yeah. It, yeah. to your point, it is it is funny how people that you sit in there, they, they kill your team or whatever, you hate them, and they get in that Australian jersey yeah. and you go, yes, this is the best. Um, That's, it. That's it. Mate, thank you so much, Tazzy Toad. Really appreciate That's it, brother. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. You Cheers too, mate. mate. There he is, the Tazzy Toad. We've got another caller here, Jackson from the Northern Beaches. Jackson, Jacko. Yeah, mate. Boys, how we doing? Jacko, good, mate. How are you? Mate, doing, doing well, doing well. Another Queenslander living in Sydney. I've got a oh. uh, question about Penrith for you, boys. Yep. So um, after that big season last year and, you know, losing a few key personnel, it looks like they're struggling with form. Are they, you know, confident in a, you know, it's a kind of a deep season, bring it back, or do you think they actually are struggling? 
What do you go first, Kempi? What do you reckon, mate? Oh, well, I mean, if you had asked me this seven days ago, I would have said, yeah, they're still struggling to find their combinations and things aren't clicking in a year. But, oh, man, after that Roosters game, that's a scary side. Like, they play that good any time of the year, including in finals footy. You're going to have to be Rabbitohs at their best, Storm at their best, uh, Roosters if they can get everything together at their best. So to see the fact that they still have that in them, I'm actually – quite confident that, yeah, they, they may not be as dominant as yesteryear. They, they may not win every single game or only lose three in the year. But I do think that after seeing the fact that they still have that top, top end of, like, top-tier footy, um, they may be just, I guess, timing their charge till late in the year. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yeah, look, I, I was really impressive on the weekend. It's, it's by far their best performance of the year. Um, but I've got to say, the, the Roosters were, were extremely poor. They were, and that's. I'm not even trying to have a little dig at our producer Tommy here. The the Roosters were ordinary. I, I like. I can't. I can't put it any other way. Particularly their defence. Like they just. There was players not showing up to get their job done. Mm. You know, Penrith. They were smart. They come with you know the tactics of, um, you know, doing drop play like cross plays where they change angles and force you know runners back to where the ball came from. Luai all night was left foot, left foot, left foot, challenging the inside defenders to fill the space. And they just weren't showing up, Kempi. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, as, as well as they did play, they didn't really, they weren't, they weren't pressured a whole lot. And I think I may have mentioned um, on the captain's run last week, I just, they're, they're a very different side to what they have been over the last three years, particularly because they've lost key personnel in Coruscant and, um, Kick out, and particularly with Coruscant in the middle, it's a very different dynamic now um, with Mitch Kenny playing at nine and Sonny Luke coming off the bench. You know, it's a, it's a very different dynamic in the middle. So they're still coming to terms with that. And and I think they've just, yeah, they, they've lost a bit of that aura. I think we spoke about, we mentioned last week, Kenby, where I, I don't think they have that fear factor they, they once had. Yeah, and, and this is not – I'm not questioning their, te- their, their ability as a football side. They're, they're certainly when – they, when they get it right and they play well – they're they're still they're still regarded as you know, the best team in the competition, in my opinion. If if everyone went out and played their best football, I think their game stands up against everyone else. But um, yeah, I, I I think with the combination of losing those two key players, and just now people starting to think, well, you know, let's let's not go out and fear Penrith. Let's get out there and challenge them. I, I think which has brought them back to the pack a little bit. What do you think of that, Jacko? Happy with that explanation? <laughs> Mate, some great insights there. Another follow-up. <laughs> Good on you, brother. The, uh, the coaches consulted Kempi. Um, you, guys... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in the, the leadership group of the team, do you guys talk about those kind of things of going, you know what, you know, that loss there, that's not too bad. We're really hoping for it. Yeah, well, you try to you break it down, don't you? You break it down game by game, and and you find, you know, you find the the reasons as to why you may have performed a certain way, and and there's usually more times than not there's there's glaring things that stand out, and and in particular, like the the, the leaders of the team and the key position guys, you you notice them and you note them as the game's being played. So already when yep. the game is done, and and then you come into your you know you sort of review phase of of the of the match 
you know exactly where things went wrong and you sort of you go into a game with a game plan and if things aren't executed properly you you address those issues and which is where you're always looking to improve but um you know i think when you look at that that Penrith side you know yes very different looking team they play slightly different but uh, you know i'll reiterate at their very best you know they if if they can find their very best um, for the most part of the remainder of this season, finishing the top four, and they play that last month of football as good as they have in in previous final s- series, mate, that, they'll be hard to beat again. Just uh, to reiterate yep. Smithy's points, just there from a junior perspective, because obviously I was never in a, a senior playing group. If you walked in after on a Monday and you knew that you had done all the little things right in a game and you had lost. Basically, the video session was like, boys, let's keep building. All right, yeah, you know, a few little things here or there, and it wasn't that dramatic. But if you walked in and had won, but you hadn't stuck to your principles, you hadn't stuck to the structures that you guys had all agreed to, you actually might be getting a revenue. And so it's more about sticking to the processes, from a junior perspective anyway, that's the way I always felt is like, if we stuck to the process that we had all agreed to and ripped in, we it would usually be a positive meeting. Whereas if... We got a win, but we were throwing the ball at the back and carrying on or whatever. We actually got a rev up. I'm not sure, Smithy, if you got anything to add onto that or. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. Like sometimes it just, you know, the opposition are good and you need to acknowledge that. Like you just, you're beaten by a better side on the day. If you go out there and execute your game plan, well, you know, you sort of go back and go, okay, well, how can we improve on that? Those small improvements. If you get the basic, like the fundamentals of the game wrong, where which some clubs do week on week, that's that's when you need to sit down and go, hey, look, that's not good enough. Address those issues and make them better at training and hopefully you're better prepared for the next week. All right, thank you so much, Jacko. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for the time, gentlemen. Good there he you, is, mate. the great Jacko. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty to talk about the rise of the Raiders, radical oh. changes to the contracting mess, and also key features of the changes that would include in the contracting mess.